Welcome to the four-part teaching series, Living from the Spirit, featuring Kelsey O'Malley. In this series, you'll learn about being led by the Holy Spirit, hearing His voice, growing your spirit man, and understanding spiritual gifts. And now, here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Happy Friday. Welcome to part two of four of the Living from the Spirit series with Kelsey O'Malley. I'm really excited about today. I just have like an expectancy in my spirit. Just really excited about what the Lord's going to do. Last episode, last Friday's was amazing. Just a reminder that these are, it's part of a four-part series. So we're putting them on YouTube in the playlist. You'll see series two, Living from the Spirit, Kelsey O'Malley there. So every new episode will go in there. And then when we're done, you'll have four episodes. You can send that playlist to people. There's going to be a lot of new believers that are really going to benefit from this. And even seasoned believers are really benefiting from this as well. I know I would consider myself a seasoned believer, but I, I got so much out of last episode and the homework. Um, so it's great. Uh, I want to introduce my guest today. A lot of you guys know who she is. Some of you don't. She is the founder of Marriage of the Lamb Ministries. She is a, just an amazing, gifted, prophetic voice. Uh, God's doing a lot through her ministry right now, and it's just on the upswing. I mean, she's just hit, she's heading for the stratosphere. So it's with my great honor we welcome my guest today, Kelsey O'Malley. Hey, hey Jeff. <laughs> welcome back. Thanks. So glad to be back. Yeah. Okay. So last episode, part one of four of Living from the Spirit, we talked all about. Um, the first off the difference between your soul and your spirit and the importance of not just physical baptism, you know, water baptism, but being baptized in the Holy spirit, yeah. uh, having your spirit man grow larger than your soul. And, uh, and it was an amazing time. So anybody, if you haven't watched that one, you're more than welcome to stay, please stay. Cause you're still going to get a lot from right here and right now, but go back and check out that first episode. So Kelsey, what is today's episode going to be about? So we're going to talk about boldness. We're going to talk about uh, the secret place because there is a, I know I didn't add all this in our notes, so we're just going to flow in the Holy Ghost. Yeah, I we're love just going to, we're just going to do whatever, but yeah. um, there's a lot of myths about the secret place that I kind of want to demystify the, those for you guys, make it simple, practical, and easy for you to understand what it is the importance of having the boldness, the baptism of boldness to come upon our lives. And also, um, you know, just living in intimacy with Jesus. Who are we? You know, we're sons and daughters. So we're going to get into a lot of topics today. We'll see kind of, you know, what the Lord wants to do. Um, I think, I think that today's show, there's something special on it because in the times we're living in, we have to be aware of the hour we're living. Mm -hmm. And if we ignore the hour we're living and we say, oh, well, no, we have to be aware of the hour that we're living in. And the Holy Spirit's here to equip us to live in these times. This is called living in the spirit. Well, we can live in the spirit in these hard times, but the Holy Spirit will reveal to us through his word. Okay, this is how I helped John live in this time. This is how I help Peter. This is, this is what Jesus says about these times. So we need to be aware um, of all of that to live in the spirit. So before we start, I want to pray because I know you guys, it's Friday. So some of you have been at work all day. You've not maybe had uh, the best day, or maybe you've had an awesome day, but I just want to pray because I feel like 
when we yield, we turn our eyes and our hearts to Jesus, the load of the day leaves. Mm -hmm. And then our hearts open, our spirits open, and we can receive what God has for us today, right now. God's in the now, he's in the present. So we want to receive what God wants to give us today. So Father, mm -hmm. we thank you for this beautiful day that you've given us air and breath in our lungs. God, we thank you for our family and our friends. God, we thank you that your word is alive, it's living, and it's truth. Lord, we thank you for the presence of the Holy Spirit that indwells each and every one of us. God, we thank you for your presence that has been uh, left and stamped on us. It's stamped and sealed on us through the Holy Spirit, God. We just bless you today. We thank you that your burden is easy and your yoke is light and that we can come to you any second of any day, any moment, Jesus, you're there. We don't have to wait for you to pick up the phone or we don't have to wait for you to reply via text message or email or get back to us. We, we don't get your voicemail, Jesus. The second we say, Jesus, you're right there, Lord. Your ear is hearkened to our cry. And so, Jesus, I thank you that you stick closer than a brother. I thank you that your Holy Spirit is dwelling within us and is on the earth right now. Lord, thank you for every tool that you've given the body of Christ. Lord, I thank you for the church that's on the earth right now. Yeah. God, I thank you for your, your warriors that are being raised up right now. God, I thank you for what you're doing right now in this generation. And Lord, I ask that you would open our eyes to see what you're doing. Lord, let us be perceptive and aware of what you're saying, how you're leading us, what you're doing, how you're moving. God, let us understand you. Lord, let us see from heavenly places and not be stuck on this earth and staring at all the things the earth has to offer, but God, let us see from a higher perspective. Lord, be with us today. Touch hearts today. Baptize people fresh today, God, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So I, I really feel like we should start with, let, okay, let's start with the secret place. If we could start there, if that's cool with you, Jeff. Okay. Okay. So a lot of people will say, what is the secret place? Like I, I, I hear it all the time, but what does that actually mean? Mm. And so you'll hear a lot of ministers saying, oh, you'll, you know, if you just go to the secret place and, but they never really break it down of what it is, or it's like, People think it's this great place that you have to be like this uh, outstanding Christian to go there. And if you're not like this special anointed apostle, good luck. You're, you're mm -hmm. never going to make it. Mm -hmm. But we know that when Jesus Christ died on the cross, the veil was torn in the temple. Mm -hmm. The Holy of Holies was torn into free access now through the blood of Jesus. And so we read in Psalm 91 about the secret place, how, mm -hmm. you know, we dwell in the secret place. And um, Psalm 91 says, it, Psalm 91, one, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High 
shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And if you read Psalm 91, which we've really come to know in the last two years, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you, everyone knows Psalm, Psalm 91 now. Right. You know, 10,000 will fall uh, to your right. And so we know we're protected in the secret place. But let me break it down for you. So Smith Wigglesworth would say like this, which I love this about Smith, is he said, I could be on a train or on a bus, but I always am in the secret place. Anytime I want to be in the secret place, I'm in the secret place. We know mm -hmm. Matthew 6, 6 says, go into the quietest room of your house and pray to your father. That's great. I think we should start there. I think you start where it's very quiet and mm -hmm. you're getting to know God's voice and you're getting to know his presence. And, you know, we need that. We need to start somewhere. And so the secret place is a place where you go to be alone with God. It is not prayer time. It is a time where you're going to dwell in his presence under his shadow. So imagine if you were to be plucked up like Paul was and taken to the third heaven or plucked up like John was in the spirit. You know, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and I saw a door standing open before me. Come up here. So let's say that you were going to be transported, translated right into the throne room. Would you stand before God with your prayer list and go, okay, it's great to see you, uh, Lord Jesus. I got some things uh, to you're, say. You're beautiful, yeah. <laughs> but blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You're, you're not going to do that. Right. You are going to fall in his presence because his presence is so overwhelming. Let mm -hmm. me just tell you, it's overwhelming. And you're going to fall on your face and you're going to tell him how absolutely incredible he is. You're going to cry, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who mm -hmm. was and is and is to come. You're going to shout the deepest cry of your heart. Jesus, you're so beautiful. You're so lovely. You're so holy. Lord, thank you for who you are. Your heart is going to pour out and spill onto the feet of Jesus. Mm -hmm. It's a place where you bring your alabaster jar and you pour the oil of your heart upon his feet. It's a place where you bless him. That is the secret place. It is not a prayer list. It is not, I want, I need, I'm going through this. Why aren't you helping me? It is a place where you get quiet. You close off all the thoughts of what's happening in your life, of what has happened, what will happen. You can't worry in the secret place. Mm -hmm. And you'll see once you, once you start to bless the Lord, the worry leaves. Once you start to bless the Lord and think about his beauty and his splendor and who he is. He's the great shepherd. He's the mighty king. He's the great I am. He's the first and the last. Mm -hmm. He's the conquering king. He's the lily of the valley. You know, he is our salvation. And so you just start thinking, he's the lion and the lamb. Just start thinking, who is Jesus? And your heart just starts to meditate on who he is and you start to pour your love out. This is the secret place. Now, guys, when I'm doing this, I'm not physically snatched out of my body like John was. I don't see a door standing open. I'll see things in the spirit. Sometimes I may see a door, but I'm I'm not talking about physically being taken. I believe when the Lord physically comes and snatches you that that's you can't just say, OK, Lord, let's go. I believe the Lord sovereignly comes and does that as he wills and chooses. Mm -hmm. He has a purpose and a plan for why he yeah. does that. This is just a place where we are connecting our heart back to Jesus. And it's a love 
relationship. It's an intimate relationship where you're blessing the Lord. This is the secret place. It's a heart posture. It's not necessarily your spirit man being taken. You know, it is a heart posture. And what you'll realize is you you start to do this and you start simple. You start by just closing your eyes. If you want to have music, I would suggest that you have music that is doesn't have a lot of singing. Yeah, instrumental has, music is good. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Instrumental music is awesome because when someone sings, whatever they're singing, you're hearing. And whatever you're hearing, you're thinking about. Mm -hmm. So if they start singing about whatever, I see a door standing open, automatically your imagination is going to see a door. Just like a right now, you know, red Corvette. You guys are all seeing a red Corvette mm -hmm. in your mind. It's the same with yeah. music. And that's why the enemy has twisted music so horribly mm -hmm. because what we hear is linked to our imagination. And it's so powerful because God wants to use it to show you some stuff. Mm -hmm. And so just instrumental music, because when instrumental music is there, we can just close our eyes and think about Jesus. And wherever he, whatever he wants to show you or what that's between you and him. That is an mm -hmm. absolute, that is the most personal, um, beautiful place. And it's just for you and the Lord. I remember Jesus said to me one time when I was spending time with him, he said, you know, this place, no one else can come here. Mm -hmm. It's just for me and you. No one else can come. I can't go to your secret place, Jeff. Yeah. I can't, I cannot just like you cannot go to mine. Mm -hmm. And the most amazing thing about that is it's just for you and Jesus. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm a mom and I'm a wife and I work and I, you know, so people are needing me all the time. But in this place, it's just no one's there, just me and him. And it's the most amazing thing. And so you start by going there by listening maybe to some instrumental music and just start loving Jesus. If you kind of want to say the same words that I said, that's fine. You just, you can repeat the same phrase to him. He loves to hear your voice. So if it's just, I love you, I worship you, or you're so holy, God, you can bring up the goodness of who God is. Remember what he's done for you. God, I thank you that, that you were there for me when I needed you. And God, I bless you for that. I acknowledge it was you, Lord. Mm. You know, just start blessing him out of the deep. Only you can bless him a special way. Mm -hmm. And this is the secret place. It is not, it is not this mystical, crazy thing where I have to be snatched up out of my body. And that's, you know, that does happen um, as God wills and to show you some things. But there is always an awesome time to love on Jesus. And if you, this isn't happening in your life and you, you want to connect with the Lord more and you've kind of been wondering what was missing, like, oh, I feel like I just can't connect with Jesus. Like Kelsey's talking about this Jesus that I don't really know, obviously, because I, I, I don't act like this towards him. Mm -hmm. Well, it's the reason I act like this towards him is because number one, I, I so love him, mm. but it's that I spend time with him. And so if I spend time with him, I'm going to get to know him. And there's been times where I've just been loving him and loving him. And, 
you know, I don't really see too much or, you know, sometimes I'll just maybe see his feet or maybe I'll just be in a garden, but I don't, I don't see him or I don't see a lot of things, but I'm telling you the peace that surpasses all understanding will flood your being. Hmm. There's so much peace, overwhelming peace. Jesus is the Prince of peace. Mm -hmm. And there's so much overwhelming peace found when we rest in him, when we love him. I mean, it's, I'm telling you, it's, it will change your walk because you'll go from just, you know, like I read the word every day and I do this every day and I love that. So do I, but there's something about a heart to heart connection. And Mm -hmm. as you start to learn to do this, like Smith Wigglesworth said, you can be on the train, you know, back in his, in the early 1900s, you know, he was on a tram car bus, but we can be in our car driving to work. And you can start to pour your love out on Jesus. It will change your whole day. I guarantee you, you will live in the fruit of the spirit. And something amazing that Jesus said, um, many of you guys maybe know Tony Kemp. If you don't, he's an awesome prophet. Um, You should look up his stuff. But Jesus said to Tony Kemp once, he said, um, when he was caught up and he was meeting with the Lord, the Lord said to him, if you become like me in your life, you become like me in ministry. Mm, That's good. So if you become like me in life, everyday life, you'll become like me in ministry Mm because we all want to see the dead raised and the sick. We all want to see that. And how do we get like that? Well, Jesus said that if we become like him in life. And so what would Jesus always go do? He'd go up to the mountain. And you know, when he was walking from city to city, he was constantly communing with the father. How do we know that? The Bible doesn't say that. Well, Jesus said, I never do anything unless I see my father do it. And so if he had to be in constant communication, he was living in the spirit. He was constantly communing because what he saw the father do, he then said, I'm going to do that. He was led by the spirit. You know, we know he was led into the wilderness. That wasn't the only place he was led by the spirit. He was led his whole walk. And so this is the secret place. And I, I pray that this helps you a little bit yeah. understand um, that it's not like this. You know what I'm saying? Like only Absolutely. a special pl- place for certain people. Yeah. Well, because that's that's honestly where I found myself at my my mentality for quite a while in my walk was always this kind of uh, creating this idyllic version of something, something I could never amount to. And when I realized I've been in the secret place this whole time, <laughs> Jesus, and I didn't even realize it, you know, cause it's like you, you come up with this idea of what you think it should be. And so that's really uh, should be a source of comfort for maybe some people, whether you're young Uh, young in the Lord or whether you've been walking with the Lord for a long time, but you just feel like something needs to change is that constant pursuit of him. And, and it's just like this thing that happens where you, I just got so determined to pursue him. And it's a bit like it is the same as our worldly relationships, uh, whether romantic or plutonic. And and I, I am a firm believer that God il- God has placed so much stuff within this world to illustrate things for us, yeah. um, from physical fitness to relationships to whatever it may be. 
Uh, it could be baking if you're a baker and God just does crazy downloads for you while you're baking because you're like, it, the flour and the sugar are like the, you know, um, <laughs> the yeast to yeah, make the, yeast, bread. <laughs> the leaven. Yeah. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. And I that should be a, a point of encouragement for people that in the same way that you meet somebody and now you're best friends, but it, it was a process of getting to know them and that fondness grew and grew and grew for one another where you're like, man, this, this is my girl. This is my boy, you know, um, yeah. or your wife or your husband, a girlfriend, boyfriend, wh- whoever that is in your life. It was a process. And the amazing thing about Jesus is I found that process was a lot quicker for a lot of people because Jesus is so amazing because mm-hmm. yeah, on this, in this world, we're not perfect people and you're having to kind of cut through some some things that maybe at first you didn't like somebody now they're your favorite person, but at first you didn't like each other. You were frenemies or whatever, whatever they call it. Um, but Jesus is different. And, um, scripture says, come near to me and I will come near to you. And I have found that to be true. Kelsey, I know you 100% believe that as well. And it's like, Jesus is so hungry. God, the father is so hungry for us to be in relationship with him. And it, it means looking at our world. I'll let you talk again, Kelsey. I just, I'm no, go ahead. It's so good. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's, it's about looking at our lives and, and if you're feeling down or you're feeling like God is distant and you can't, um, uh, you're like, well, I prayed and I just, I don't really feel anything. It's a, it's about taking a long, hard look at the things in our life that we are communing with. What are you communing with that you could be devoting more time to con- pursuing the Lord with? Uh, maybe it's spending less time with Netflix or it's spending less time with um, Disney Plus or less time with some of your friends that maybe are rubbing off on you in the wrong way. Um, but it, it's that laying down of those things and pursuing the Lord. And I've just found that God honors that every single time. And yeah, maybe sometimes there's a moment where it's like, or a season where you're really having to press through some of that resistance that you've allowed into your life, but man, God shows up and he shows up in big ways. So it's an exciting thing. This is a great, great topic. And you know, the Bible says we love him because he first loved us. Mm-hmm. and so. When, when my okay, when my husband first encountered the Lord, he actually heard the audible voice of God because oh, he wasn't walking with God. When we got married, we were not. I mean, I knew the Lord, but I wasn't following him, and my husband didn't know the Lord at all. So as our marriage went on, there was things that came that our marriage was being pulled apart. And you know, when you don't have the Lord in your marriage, it's going to be so so much more difficult because I'm telling you doing anything without the grace of God in our own strength is never going to work. Yeah. We need the Lord without God. It's, it's not going to work because we're fallen and we're selfish. And so our marriage was struggling. And so he went in this room and he shut the door and my husband cried out to God and said, God, help me. Because I was like, I'm done. And, you know, and he, he cried out and said, God, help me. And that was the first time he had ever cried out to God ever. Wow. And so 
God responded audibly to him so cool. and said, I've been waiting for this moment. Whoa. And that's Dude. what he said back to him. And that's all he said. And like, that is the absolute truth of who God is. God didn't audibly respond and say, you're a sinner. He didn't say that. He didn't say to my husband, you need to repent. He, he didn't say any. He said, I've been waiting for this moment. Mm. God, the father was waiting for my husband to acknowledge that he existed and mm. for asking for his help. So cool. God, help me. And sometimes that's the only prayer we can muster up is mm -hmm. God help me. But I'm telling you, he's there and he's he's ready to come, come in. On. And so when he cried that out and that is what started, you know, both me and my husband really getting me getting right with God, my husband getting saved, God restoring our marriage and filling us. And he's so faithful. But God loves us first. He loved my husband first before my husband cried out. He loved me first before I cried out to him. Mm -hmm. The Bible says that he'll pull on your heart to receive him. So he's pulling hearts to receive him. And there'll be a, a special time for each one of you. You know, you guys each have a love um, book, uh, a love journal with the Lord. Do you know that you each have a testimony that is like no one else's? You know that you each have very special things God has given to you and special stories that you guys could be on Elijah Fire right now. I'm sure many of you could be right here right now sharing incredible things that God has done for you. And we all have a testimony because God's amazing and he's mm -hmm. so wonderful. So rem remember that stuff when you're with him. And, you know, this is where a lot of your identity comes from is knowing who Jesus is and knowing who you are in Jesus. And we need to know our identity to live in the spirit. Because if I feel orphaned, I feel rejected, I, I, I'm never gonna walk being accepted, being loved. Mm -hmm. And I have to tell you, a lot of times people think with being in ministry that it's like, I pray seven hours a day and I fast all day. And sometimes I do, depending, how God leads me. But let me tell you a key into ministry that many of everyone, every single one of you on here has your own ministry and are ministers unto the Lord and are called to a specific region. This is going to help you. You're going to feel like, oh, I didn't pray enough. I can't go pray for that person because you know what? I didn't, I didn't pray enough today. Let me tell you, when you understand you're a son or a daughter, you are an ambassador all the time, whether or not you're prayed up. You are an ambassador. So at that moment, I need you to start to step into your sonship. And instead of going, I didn't pray enough today. You know, I don't feel the anointing. I don't care if you feel the anointing. You're a son of God. Mm. You are a daughter of God. There, It doesn't matter if you feel the anointing. You are fully accepted. Jesus said, everything that I was, now you are. I've given you all authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Jesus didn't say, now, if you're prayed up, you can stomp those scorpions. He didn't say that because you are fully accepted. The Bible says in Romans 8, 15, 
you did not receive the spirit of religious duty, leading you back into fear of never being good enough. You're good enough. Yeah. I just want to encourage you right now. <laughs> you're good enough mm. right where you're at. If you haven't read through the whole Bible yet, if you don't go in the secret place yet, God looks at you and sees you in the covering of the blood of Jesus. And he looks at you and sees the splendor of his son, the blood of his son and says, my son, my daughter, I love you. You're fully accepted. The Bible goes on to say in Romans 8, 15, you've received the spirit of full acceptance enfolding you into the family of God. You're in the family of God. You will never feel orphaned for he rises up within us and our spirits join him in saying the words of tender affection, beloved father. And so your spirit, the deepest part of who you are, some people like to say it's your heart. I always say it's your spirit because it's the deepest part of who you are. So it's your spirit. The, the spirit man, if your deepest innermost being cries out, father, father, I'm you have the spirit of full acceptance. If you always feel rejected and orphaned and I don't know if God loves me, listen, that's a lie from the pit of hell. Yeah. The Bible says you are fully accepted. You have to stop questioning. Am I a son? Am I a daughter? Yes, you are. The Bible says the Holy Spirit's given to us as an engagement ring of things yet to come. So the Lord has literally marked you with a mark. God has given you an engagement ring, which is the Holy Spirit of promises of future inheritance to come. God loves you and you are fully accepted. And mm. when you know this, you start to act different. You really do. You, you start to act different because mm. no matter where I am or what I'm doing, the Lord is with me. I don't have to feel super anointed. And there's times the anointing will come on me for service. And I love that. I love that. I'm not going to lie and say, oh, that's just awful. Mm -hmm. I love that. But you know what I also love? I also love knowing that I'm a child of God 24-7, whether I'm doing a puzzle with my kids or whether I'm on Elijah fire. I am accepted and so are you. And so your identity for walking in the spirit is so important mm -hmm. because you at any moment, I'm telling you, you don't have to feel anointed. This is what you say before you go to pray over someone or before you feel the Lord leading you to do something. This is what I want you to say. I'm a son of almighty God. Mm -hmm. I have the Holy Spirit indwelling me. I am ready at any moment, at any time for service unto the Lord because I am his ambassador. And that's how you start to think. Renew your mind by the word of God, by its truth. All of what I just said is in the Bible. Mm -hmm. It's who you are. So instead of going, I don't feel anointed today. You know what? I didn't read the Bible all week. I'm like a horrible person. Don't. No, you're not. You're fully accepted. Mm -hmm. And you at any moment are ready for service because you're not doing it for you. You're doing it for the Lord. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You are the vessel God wants to use. And so start replaying that in your head is I'm a son at any moment, at any time. I can step right into ministry. I don't need to be prayed up. I can, boom, the Holy Spirit's in me. I'm the temple of the Holy Spirit. If he's indwelling me and never leaves me at any moment, he'll come out. Mm -hmm. And I don't need, I don't need to be, you know, 
I can just step into it. So mm -hmm. I know that's that's going to change a, a lot of people because when I learned that, it like it shifted something for me because it's almost like we have religious mindsets that have to be broken. Oh yeah. It's yeah. like this religious mindset of if I'm if I'm not holy enough, I'm holy because of the blood of Jesus. I've been made holy by Jesus. Not I'm not holy because of my works. I'm holy because of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And because I love Jesus and because I have a relationship with him, I don't want to sin. I want to walk in purity and righteousness and holiness because I love him. And I could I I want to stomp the devil. Why would I go and go into a life of sin? No, I Jesus came here to destroy the works of the devil. And so I'm going to do the same thing. So if I'm living in sin and I'm compromised, listen, we serve one of two masters. You know, choose this day whom you're going to serve. And I'm going to serve God with everything that I am and everything that I have every day. And I'm never going to compromise. And I don't care what lies the devil tells me. I'm never going to compromise. Mm. I'm going to go full out for Jesus every day of my life, but it doesn't mean I have to be prayed up. I'm already a son. I'm already mm -hmm. a daughter. You know, yeah. we are the sons of God. We're the bride of Christ. I already am that. Mm -hmm. And so Dude, it's, it's amazing. Identity. It's amazing that we're having this, that, that this is sort of the topic because I was talking to a friend of mine today and, uh, and we were talking about this exact thing and I was just giving her encouragement. I was just saying, who you are isn't determined by how you feel today or tomorrow. Like, yes, that doesn't change who you're, where your identity is or who you are in God. And it, God has been kind of taking me through this again. Cause it, the thing I love about walking with the Lord is you can get a revelation about something, say the process of sanctification or say the fulfillment of the law, something like that. And you can get an amazing revelation about it. And really just like, whoa. And then a couple of years can go by, a couple months, couple days even. And you could you could read the same passage of scripture and get an even deeper revelation from the Lord on it. Like that's what I love. Cause it's like you could talk to people and be like, Man, God loves me so much. Oh my goodness. Be like, Yeah, he does. Yeah. You're like, no, but like he no, but like, dude, he love like he loves me. And you're like, Yeah, I know. You know, but like, so it's it's always fun to get those revelations in your walk with the Lord that are completely unique in your interactions with him. Uh, and it's just such an amazing thing. But God's been speaking to me about this whole thing recently again. So it's just, I'm loving, I'm loving this. This is great. And if you don't know your identity, it's going to be hard to walk in the spirit. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I find that your identity really comes number one through knowing the word and believing what it says you know, believing what the Bible says about you is true. It, it, you have, that's a huge one to meditate on the word and believe it's true. And then intimately getting to know Jesus. And we hear Jesus say, if you love me, you'll obey my commands. Mm -hmm. You know, he says that multiple times, I think throughout John, like yeah. two or three times in John, if you love me, you'll obey my commands. And you know, the Bible never says a scripture that it does not answer. So like you're going, okay, if you love me, obey my commands. And then this is what you're asking yourself. What commands? What commands? You didn't say the commands. Because yeah. That's how our mind thinks. But he does say the commands. And in 1 John 3, 23 and 24, 
So these are his commands that we live, can, that we continually place our trust in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and that we keep loving one another just as he commanded us. For all who obey his commands find their lives joined in union with him, and he lives and flourishes in them. We know and have proof that he constantly lives and flourishes in us by the spirit that he's given us. So what are his commands to trust in the name of Jesus? Keep loving one another. Those are the commands of Christ. And we're in union with Jesus. And it's it's just, that's an amazing scripture. I encourage you to write that one down. First John 3. 23 and 24. I'm reading from the Passion Translation. If you read that over and over, he lives and flourishes in us. And so I want to thank God right now that all the responsibility of walking with him isn't on me. Oh, I know somebody's shouting hallelujah because <laughs> that not, not all the weight is on you. Hmm. Jesus said, my burden is easy and my yoke is light. You know, it's easy to follow him. You know why? The Bible says that he plants seeds or were to plant seeds in others and God himself waters those seeds. So God is coming in and flourishing in you by his spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit inside of you is always working, mm -hmm. always watering. You know, he's likened into rivers of living water. Mm -hmm. Trust me, he's in your garden. And he's, he's the gardener. He's watering. You know, Mary, when Jesus came out of the tomb and she thought the gardener was Jesus, she said, where have you placed him? You know, and he was in a garden and Jesus loves to be in the garden with you. And God is flourishing your life with him. It's not always just on us. And a lot of times we do that. We make it such like hard work where it's like we overly think and we we say like oh it's and and then it becomes a heavy thing walking with god is not supposed to be heavy it is supposed to be free it is supposed to be joy it is supposed to be peace like he will help you and that's that is something that is absolutely true jesus will help you he has given you his own spirit who is likened unto the helper unto mm -hmm. the comforter he dwells in you so things that have been implanted in you from the word of god from from you spending time with the lord trust me god is there prepping that and cultivating that and watering that and growing that you're not alone yeah in you're in your walk god's right there with you and he's bringing increase into your life and at the perfect time you'll yield a bigger harvest at the yeah. perfect time you'll see the fruit start to blossom on your, your tree and you'll start to go, oh, so you, let's say you've prayed for the sick hundreds of times or 50 times. I feel like I've laid my hands. I've never seen anyone healed. Let me tell you, every time you pray, there is a water can watering those seeds. And one day there will be fruit on the tree of when you lay hands on the sick, you will see them healed. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you can take that to the bank because that's who God is. Mm -hmm. He is with you. He's helping you and leading you. And the mm -hmm. Holy Spirit, he does so much within us. We don't ever give him credit. 
you know, we'll say like, oh, well, I, you know, and it's like <laughs> the Lord is constantly working with us. I mean, he's doing so much work within us. I mean, all praise and honor to him because mm. he is, he's done a mighty thing in my life. I'll give him the glory for everything in my life because Amen. he's the one who's done it. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. And another thing that the Holy Spirit will come and do is he'll come and he'll give you this boldness. And, you know, I want to talk about, we're going to Acts 4. So if you have your Bible, open up to Acts 4. And this is also the homework for you guys is to read Acts 4. And I want you to read it over and over. You can read it each day and read it slow and really listen to what's happening here because this is a now word for our generation and our time. So, you know, the boldness of the Holy Spirit, we that that's some, not something that you say, oh, well, that's nice for apostles or that's nice for uh, my pastor. Sounds like a cop out. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> You need the boldness of the Holy Ghost. And I love Acts 4 because this is what we learn. Okay, turn there if you have your Bible. I hope you have your Bible. Okay, so Peter and John, they're, they're preaching and they're preaching about the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, which we know stirs up the religious spirit because they didn't believe in that. And so we know uh, Pharisees and Sadducees, uh, some sects believed that there was a resurrection from the dead. Other sects did not. And so these sects in the temple did not believe that there was a resurrection from the dead. So they come and arrest them because they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're in our temple <laughs> preaching that they're, how dare you? Crazy so, pants, but crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like how <laughs> dare you come into my city? And so they take them and they arrest them. And, you know, and what they do is that why they bring them before the, the council of Sanhedrin. Go ahead. They the Sanhedrin. They yes. the Sanhedrin. But when they bring them, you know, it's like the Sanhedrin, the people, all the religious leaders lined up. We're like, okay, why are these men so bold and so courageous? You know what? It's because they've been with Jesus. Look, they've been with Jesus. That's why. And so that's a number one thing to learn is that boldness. And courage comes not only from the spirit, but it comes from knowing Jesus and spending time with him. Because if we go back and we read about the boldness on Christ, you know, he is as gentle as a lamb who was slaughtered for us, but he's also as bold as a lion, especially against anyone messing with his kids, with the church. Do not mess with god's kids okay with the church don't religious spirit to to snuff them out jesus would go after that all day long we see john the baptist go after that too he calls them snakes and vipers when they come up to see people getting baptized you know they come to be a spectator and you know the body of christ if you're a spectator you know john the baptist would say you're a viper and a snake and you're crawling you know what are you doing here because we can't be spectators. We have to be participators in what God's doing. And that's when you're led by the spirit. That's living in the spirit. You are not a spectator. You are a participator in God's kingdom. You are the hands and feet of Christ. He's the head. You're the hands and the feet. You are not spectating. Oh, this is, well, I don't agree with this. 
and I don't agree with this. When you live in the spirit, that judgmental, critical spirit, that thing goes. It does. <laughs> that thing leaves you. And if yeah. you have that, you need to ask the Lord to take that from you. You need to, you need to pray that God would um, baptize you in his mercy and that his mercy would be new every morning for you and that it would come out of you because that critical spirit, man, that's a religious spirit. Mm -hmm. and, and we see that a lot. And so even, okay, so Jesus in John 8, goes to the Pharisees in John 8, 44, and says, you're the offspring of your father, the devil. You serve your father very well, passionately carrying out his desires. He's been a murderer from the start. He stood with the one who's the true prince, for he's, he never stood with the one who's a true prince, for he's full of nothing but lies, and lying is his native tongue. He is a master of deception and the father of lies. So Jesus is going off on these religious people. Like he he's literally telling them your father is the devil. No holds barred. He's just going for it. Okay, and so we're going to learn where this boldness came from. So, as we read in Acts 4, so, you know, they say, "Oh, we can tell you've been with Jesus." So, uh Peter and John, this is what they do. They threaten them and tell them, "Don't ever speak in the name of Jesus again." So, if if you're going to Acts 4, let's let's start with 17. The religious people are saying, leaders are saying, to keep this propaganda from spreading among the people, let's threaten them and let's warn them never to speak to anyone in this name again. And so they're threatening them, they're shutting them down, they're canceling their YouTube channel, they're <laughs> um, they're taking away, they're they're suspending their account. Okay, let's just say that. They're canceling the culture of who Jesus is through these men because they don't want them to do that. Okay. And so Peter responds and says, it's impossible for us to stop speaking about the things we've seen and heard. And he said, you can judge for yourselves. It's better to listen to you or to listen to God. So Peter comes back and says, fine. You can threaten me. You can suspend me. You can do what you want, but it's impossible for me to stop speaking about Jesus Christ because I've seen him. I've heard him. I know him. I've followed him. You can never stop me. And that's what the church needs to start saying mm -hmm. is you can never stop Jesus Christ and what he does upon the earth. You'll never stop it. You can try to cancel us. You can try to slander us. You can do what you want. It will never work because it's impossible for the people who are baptized with the spirit of the living God to stop talking about Jesus. Mm -hmm. It's impossible. It can never be stopped. And then they go back and they tell the believers. So the believers are all sitting in this room and, and Peter goes back and says, we just went in front of the Sanhedrin and we, you know, the, he tells them this story of what happened. And the believers get so stirred up by hearing the truth. Okay, the believers get so stirred up by hearing the truth that they pray to God and ask for, to be filled with boldness. And listen what the Bible says in Acts 4. We're going to start, um, so we'll start in 27. But so basically a backdrop is the, they come back, they tell them this happened, this happened, this happened. The believers start to praise and worship God. And they say, we want, we want that boldness. So this isn't Peter praying, by the way. 
This is the believers praying. A lot of people say, oh, Peter prayed for more. No, this is the believers. Peter already had this. So the believers uh, start praying and, and they say, you know, how dare the nations plan a rebellion, ranting and raging against the Lord. Their foolish plots are futile. Look at how the kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers scheming and conspiring together against God and his anointed Messiah. In fact, Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Jews and non-Jews, met together to take their stand against your holy servant, Jesus. They did all to him that your purpose was and will had determined according to the destiny you marked out for him. So now, Lord, listen to their threats to harm us. Empower us as your servants to speak the word of God freely and courageously. Stretch out your hand of power through us to heal and move in signs and wonders by the name of your holy son, Jesus. So let's go up to the top of that. Herod, Pontius Pilate, Jews, non-Jews met together to take a stand against Jesus. And they did to all he all they wanted to do to him. So now, Lord, listen to their threats. So these these believers, when they gathered together, they didn't pray this. Lord, would you remove Herod? Would you would you remove Pontius Pilate from from their office of governor? Because they don't do a good job. You know, they're really persecuting us. And would you remove the the Pharisees from Jerusalem, Lord? Because they're they're, they're going to kill us. They didn't pray that. They, they didn't even address that. They just said, Lord, fill us with your boldness to speak freely, to have the same boldness that Peter and John had. They wanted that because they wanted to be able to go out and say the truth. And at verse 31, we're going to continue. The moment they prayed, the earth shook beneath them, causing the building they were in to tremble. Each one of them was filled with the Holy Spirit and proclaimed the word of God with unrestrained boldness. The word boldness there is parisia in the Greek, and it literally means freedom of speech. Mm. And so the crazy thing about boldness is it's freedom of speech. And the type of speech that this boldness means is telling the absolute truth, whether it hurts or not. So if anything we need to pray for, we need to pray for that parisia, the boldness mm. to speak the truth, no matter if it's controversial, no matter what, we need the boldness of the Holy Spirit to speak the truth of the word of God, to come against all the cancel culture that's happening, to come against churches shutting down and and doing whatever the government says, we need to come against that and have the boldness of the Holy Spirit within us. Mm. And it's amazing because, you know, it's it's like the political with the religious. That's who was coming against them, the political mm. with the religious. Herod, Pontius Pilate, Jews, non-Jews coming together to come against what Jesus Christ wants to do. And they prayed for this parousia to come. And I believe in this time, right now, in this season we're in, Acts 4 is a huge message to the church. Yeah, absolutely. And to you, because what this message is doing is stirring up something inside of you where you're the believers going, I want this. 
And so this is not something that I can say, oh, I'm going to impart this to you. This is something that you need to cry out to God, just like they did, just like the Bible. You need to say, Holy Spirit, come and fill me with your boldness. Lord, let me speak the truth of God. Let my tongue be loose to speak your truth. Let me not be afraid to stand up and speak what's right, even when it's hard and even when I'll be judged and even when I'll be hated and even when I'll be, uh, you know, canceled. And, and we need this. We need the boldness of the Holy Spirit. And so I know many of you are, are right now stirred up and saying, I need that because it, I fold. I compromise or I fold. When a conversation comes up, I just, I fold. But, you know, the, in, in, the, in the bottom of the Passion Translation, if you guys can get that translation of the Bible, it's awesome. Brian Simmons writes in the, in the commentary in the bottom that parisia is, means you will say everything that's on your mind with no restraint, flowing out of a heart with confidence. It involves being frank and honest, hiding nothing, and speaking directly to the heart. It refers to speech that's not tailored to make everyone happy, but to speak the truth in spite of what it may cost. It's the courage to speak truth in the ears of others. And so we need that now more than ever. So I'm going to pray, and you can agree with this prayer, that the Holy Spirit would come right now and would begin to shake in the spirit where you're at. And if your physical building shakes, all glory to God. But I'm telling you, in the spirit, you will shake because mm -hmm. his power causes a trembling. If you've ever been in the presence of God, the, the innermost part of you will tremble. You, you start to shake and you can't even recreate it because it's the holy presence of God. We need that. We need his presence. We need his power. We need his boldness. We need him to show up in our lives. And the time we're living in, we cannot just go day to day anymore. We need to be like Peter and John. We need to say, listen, I've been with Jesus. I can't shut up. I have to say what he's told me to say. I have to represent him. I can't be quiet. And so, Father, right now in Jesus' name, I just ask by your Holy Spirit, that just like the believers prayed in Acts 4, Lord, we are gathered together right now, even though we're separated in distance, Lord, in the spirit, we're gathered. And right now, Father, we just cry out that you would fill us with a new boldness, that you would fill us with your parousia, Lord, that we would speak the truth. And Lord, that we wouldn't compromise, God, that we would share what your word says. Lord, let it be impossible for us to shut up. Lord, let it be impossible for us to sit down. Lord, let it be impossible for us to stop doing the works that you've called us to do. And Holy Spirit, right now, I ask for a fresh outpouring upon hearts that are crying out to you that will stand up and be emboldened by your strength. Holy Spirit, we need you. We can't do it in our own strength. We can't do it without your presence. We need you, Holy Spirit, to come and Fill us with the boldness in the days we live in. Lord, make us like Jesus in our life, that we would be like Jesus in ministry. Lord, let your presence so fill our lives, so consume who we are, God, that nothing else matters but you manifesting on this earth through us, God. We are your hands and your feet. 
Lord, anoint us for the task that you've given us. God, you would never tell us to go do something without being with us. Lord, you would never ask us to go if you're not already there. Lord, you would never put something on us that was heavy to carry. Lord Jesus, we bless you and we thank you for the hour we're living in, God. And we're not fearful and we're not scared and we're not going to back down. And we don't care what the enemy has to come at us because we have the Holy Spirit. God sits up in heaven and laughs at the plans of the enemy. You think the, the devil has any chance at all against the spirit of the living God? Have you ever read the end of the book? We win. We are victorious in Christ Jesus. He went up to heaven after he spoiled all of hell and he sat at the right hand of God and he is the victorious one. Jesus says to, to Saul when he encountered him on the road to Damascus, he said, I am Jesus the victorious. And that's what he says to us. When he comes in his presence, he says, I am Jesus the victorious. Be bold, be courageous, be strong. Lift up your voice, lift up a shout. Don't be quiet in this time. Speak the truth of my word. Be my hands and feet to the earth. Lord, we will follow your commands. Lord, we will love you. We will love others. And God, we will fully trust in you. Right now, I don't care what people have been saying. Oh, it's the end. It's, you know, all this is coming on the earth and there's no hope. And you better, you know, do this and you better do that. Let me just tell you something right now. I'm standing on the rock. I don't know about you guys, but I'm standing on the rock. And when the wind and the waves come at me, guess what? I'm on that rock and I'm not going to be shaken. And I pray right now, Father, that this identity would be just uh, marked like a hot iron gets heated up and just branded on the hearts, God, that, that our generation, Lord, I'm crying out that our generation would be branded by our identity in Christ, that there would be a branding on us that the devil could see miles away and would make all of hell tremble because it would say, marked by the Lord Jesus Christ for his will and his purpose, that we are set apart and marked for him. And Lord, I pray that you would strengthen this generation through your word, God, that we would walk in the word and the spirit. Lord, something fresh for people today. Lord, something new for us, God. I just pray that you would release uh, beautiful gifts upon every person listening, God, that they would know you in the secret place, that they would walk in their identity and they would be filled with the Holy Ghost. They would walk on a path and would not stumble God, that there's ditches on either side, but they keep their eyes focused on you, Jesus. There's distractions in our generation every second of every moment of every day, God. But when we stare at you, the path is narrow and we will not stray from you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. So let us follow in your footsteps each and every day. In Jesus' mighty name. There's the fire of the Holy Spirit is falling now. Thank you, Father. There's a refining coming to you right now. If you're feeling fire in your innermost being, if you're feeling fire in your hands, I'm telling you, God is baptizing people with fire right now. There's impurities that the Lord's removing out of your life. 
There's things that have to go. They have mm. to be written. And God is doing that right now. He's helping you with this fire. And Lord, I thank you for that. Just let it be poured out upon your children right now in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Jesus. I feel like the Lord is saying, if you take this and you believe it, and you let the Lord water this seed, you will be a nation shaker. Mm. And it's not something that you can go, oh, well, I take credit. I'm telling you, there's warriors listening to this. Mm. There's nation shakers on here. I see people called to shake all of the gates of hell. You're shaking it in the realm of the spirit. And it's not that you're doing tongue warfare. It's that you know who you are in Christ. And there's a generation who knows who they are in Christ and they're not going to be bought. They're not going to be moved because they're founded on the rock. And Father, I thank you for those listening who, who so feel this stirring inside of them. God, continue to lift up their arms, continue to lead them and guide them into everything you have for them, God, in Jesus' mighty name. Mm. And some of you need to lay on the ground right now because um, the Lord's about to do something. He's about ready to just like blast, full on blast you. And I just saw the, f I saw fire hovering above the ground. Some of you just need to like get on the ground. Right? I know it sounds weird. Some of you might be like, this is the weirdest thing, but I feel like I'm supposed to do it. Just do it. Because uh, the Lord is, the Lord wants to pour something out very special. He wants to impart something into you right now. And so just get on the ground before the Lord, either on your stomach or on your back, on your side. doesn't matter. The Lord's about to just ro absolutely rock your world right now. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. There's a lot of angels being released. They're, they're being assigned to people for the call of God on your life, especially healing angels. There's healing angels that are coming and being assigned to people's lives. And whether or not you know it, that this, this whole generation is called to lay their hands on the mm -hmm. sick and see them recovered. Mm -hmm. You are called to see that. And God will send heavenly help to partner with you. And so, Father, I thank you for releasing those angels right now. God, I thank you that we get to partner with heaven when we walk with you, that we're not alone. Mm -hmm. God, we're never alone, that we get to do it together. God, thank you that we get to do it together. And Lord, for those precious ones that are receiving from you right now, God, we just say more Holy Spirit, more Holy Spirit. We thank you for what you're doing. God, we acknowledge that you're moving. We bless you, Father. Oh, Jesus, we love you. Oh, we love you, Jesus. You know, God's, he's not looking for copycats of the same old, same old. God is looking to use you. He loves unique people who just pour his heart out. He, he just wants you to be you. God's not looking for same old, same old cookie cutter. I do this because they do this. 
God wants to use you. Mm. I'm telling you, we're, Bob Jones prophesied the nameless, faceless generation. I'm telling you, this is it. This is it. You're part of it. You are part of the, the fulfillment of that prophecy to bring in the harvest. Some plant, some reap, some water. Not all of us are going to reap. Not all of us are going to plant. We each have a specific assignment to do for this time. And you're either going to plant, you're either going to water, or you're going to reap. But God will lead you by his spirit to do one of those. And he's equipping us right now for something incredible. There is not this much preparation, guys, happening. Mm -hmm. I think ever. There, there's so much preparation. Jeff felt in his spirit that he should make these segments where you could learn, you could be taught how to move in the spirit, you could be taught how to do deliverance. God, God is doing something with this. He's we're in the preparation stage for something incredible. And it, you're gonna be involved. I'm telling you, you're already enlisted. You are going to be involved what God's gonna do. And it's incredible. It's incredible. I mean, he's touching so many people all over the earth. And it's God just doesn't do something for nothing. Guys, there's stuff being imparted into you. There's wisdom, there's revelation. God's going to use it. All of everything God's ever put inside of you, it will come up and out of you at the perfect time. It's mm -hmm. going to be incredible. I can't mm -hmm. wait to see the fullness. I've seen little snips of what, what God's mm -hmm. going to do, but it's going to blow your mind, you guys, and you're all part of it. It, mm -hmm. is, it is not this person, that person. It is everyone is going to see incredible uh, things that God's going to do through your own hands and words you're going to speak through your own mouth. It's, it's going to be amazing. Mm. Mm. Man, there's some people right now that have never experienced God's love for them. Um, God loves you so much. And he wants to pour out his love on you right now. For the first time, you've never experienced it. You're like, God's turned his face away from me. I've always tried to seek his face and I just don't know. And that you, you've, you've tried to cross every T, dot every I. There's a lot of religious um, structures that you've allowed to be built up in your life because maybe you felt like you needed them to. So right now, the Lord's just tearing those things down. He's bypassing all of those things that you thought you needed to do in order to experience this a plus B equals C all of that. He's bypassing that right now. And you just need to receive that love as he pours it out on you right now. Whoa. God's love is so big, so big. Whatever God's doing, just fully, fully lean into it right now. Don't try and fight it because maybe it, 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 um, it messes with things you told, you were told don't happen. Just don't fight it. Whatever God's doing in you right now, just lean completely into him right now. Hmm. Hmm. So people are getting like healed of like trauma that's been holding them back from from accepting even accepting love so we just break that off in jesus name 
Mm, wow. Wow, yeah. Thank you, God. I see many of you right now as you're enjoying the, the Father. It's like you're seeing yourself right now as a child in the realm of the Spirit, which is just your imagination, guys. In your imagination right now, you're seeing yourself as a child. Wow. And it's like you have his hand. And it's something to do linked with, with the trauma that you saw because it's like God is your father. And he still takes you by the hand. And he'll always be there to take you by the hand. And you'll always be his child. And it's like he, he's just walking with you. It's almost like in Eden, you know, how he would come and walk with Adam in the cool of the day. And I don't know how all that worked because I wish I could go back and see it. I know in heaven one day I'll be able to see what that was like. But just like you are walking with the presence of the Father right now. And you are fully accepted in the beloved. You don't have to strive. You don't have to look a certain way. You don't have to talk a certain way. You don't have to be the head of this, the leader of that. God is pleased with you. Mm. And he loves spending this time with you. And I just want you to be washed in that full acceptance because you are so dearly and fully loved because you're part of his family. Anyone on here who's a parent understands that. You don't love your kids more when they get an A in school. You don't love your kids more when they empty the trash. You always love your kids. And that's how God sees us. He loves us. So I just break right now all those false lies of striving and climbing the ladder of I have to be this person or this position in order to be accepted in the kingdom. Let me just tell you something. You are fully accepted. Fully accepted. 1 John 3, 1 through 3 says, Look with wonder at the depth of the Father's marvelous love that he has lavished on us. He's called us and made us his very own beloved children. The reason the world doesn't recognize who we are is that they didn't recognize him. Beloved, we're God's children right now. However, it's not apparent what we will become, but we do know that when it's finally made visible, we will be just like him, for we will see him as he truly is. And so the world doesn't recognize us, Lord, but you do. And the, Lord, the, the world didn't recognize Jesus, but Father, you knew who he was. And it's the same with us. God, you know fully who we are. Every deep part of us, God, 
every deep place that we've never let someone in. God, you know that place. And you love us. So, Lord, we let go of being accepted by the world. We let go of that hierarchy of having to somehow climb to a certain place to to be right in his eyes. Lord, we are perfectly righteous in your eyes because of your son. And we just thank you for that. Wow. Thank you, Father. There's so many spiritual eyes that are opening right now. And you've always wondered, am I a seer? (laughs) Or you've always wanted to be, but right now in your imagination, you're seeing things. You're seeing you walk with the Lord, or you're seeing a garden, or you're you're seeing something in your imagination, and your spiritual eyes are open right now in the realm of the Spirit. And you can come here anytime you want. You know, we're corporately in the secret place right now, guys. And it's awesome. And you can come and do this anytime you want. You can spend time with the Father. Spend time with Jesus. Any second, they're always there. So eyes are opening right now. So if you've ever wondered, well, what is it to see in the Spirit? You're doing it right now. And it will only grow as you lean into it, as you trust it, as you have faith. Nothing comes without faith. Lord, thank you for blessing eyes right now. Lord, they'll never be the same. Thank you, Father. I heard the word uh, epoch effect, which is actually an exercise term. And it's when you get into a high intensity workout, it actually kicks your body into still burning calories after you're done exercising. And I really feel like there's some people here who have continued to have experiences with the Lord, but they're always like, it ends once they're done with something like this. And I I hear the Lord saying like, I am enabling an epoch effect within the spirit for you. And Mm -hmm. this is going to continue to, you're going to continue to burn basically that fire of the Holy ghost that you feel you will continue to burn as you walk out in intimacy with me, that Mm -hmm. it doesn't end here. It's not meant to end here that Mm -hmm. he wants us to, to continue to, uh, to burn bright. And so, um, yeah, I just, that's, that's, that's exciting. Mm. There's such a sweet presence of the Lord. I, I have no idea how we're ever going to end this. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. And some of you are like, this is so uncomfortable. Why are they quiet? Mm. It's because we're enjoying the presence of God right along with you. Thank you, Father. 
Oh, there's just such a sweet presence of God, you guys. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you for your glory. Oh, we love you. This will never get old. I mean, I don't know how we're going to even tolerate it in heaven, Jeff. Like, I think I'll see you across the throne room and be like, we'll both be on the floor. Like, yeah, yeah. hey, <laughs> or grunting. Well, there's certain people that like, I mean, you just know that they could, they just are like, could just lay in it and lay it. And it's like, mm. I can't wait to just. I mean, think about this, like the the level of glory that's just in heaven because there is no, I mean, he is the light of heaven. Mm -hmm. I just, oh, oh, I just, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we get little it tastes really of it here on earth, but. Yeah. Oh, and this, so like, it's taken, it, this just comes from being in his presence like because when i was first walking with the lord it wasn't something that i i was as aware of um and even just being able to just sit in his presence like that um and i'm still still feeling it um uh, i but, know your mind can't think right yeah words <laughs> and the stuff and the thing you know um but um it's just it's something that as you progress in the Lord, and it's something that we've talked about before on, I think you and I talked about this maybe, but, but there's kind of, you said, choose this day whom you will serve, which is a scripture, everybody. Um, uh, but there's, it, it's going to sometimes pursuing the Lord may take some sacrifices, some things that have become comforts to you that you go, well, I'm going to have to watch less of this or do less of this in order to spend time with the Lord. And it may take, uh, it's like exercise. I always use exercise because I, I work out. So um, it, working out is not great at first. Like it's hard. <laughs> it's really hard. Yeah. But you have the promise that it gets easier. Whereas if I choose not to work out, uh, you also have the promise of things staying difficult, but one of the two has the guarantee that it will get easier and you will actually reap benefits from it. Instead of being like, yes, please, all of the Reese's peanut butter cups in the world, um, which God bless Reese's peanut butter cups. I love them. Healthy uh, balance, healthy balance. <laughs> right. But having, choosing to exercise in the spirit, getting fit in the spirit, it's going to take some sacrifices. Yeah. It may be difficult because you're learning to, to, you may be using things that you haven't used before or in a while muscles, spiritual muscles that you haven't used in a while, right. but you have the guarantee. Second Corinthians says where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom mm -hmm. and you have a guarantee that you will reap those benefits. You will get stronger. You will become more spiritually attuned to the things yeah. of the spirit. You will. Yeah. It absolutely is a guarantee. So it, it's like it, it rubs off on you. Yeah. The more you get around people who walk and live this way mm -hmm. and watch stuff like this. And uh, there's a ton of other amazing, incredible teachers you can find. Like the Holy Spirit will lead you who to watch. 
the more you get around it, it does, it rubs off on you. And you find that you want you you just start living in the spirit. I remember when I first wa- started watching Kim Clement's teachings mm-hmm. like years ago. Oh my gosh. I was like, what? Like, because he talks about perception mm-hmm. and he talks, he just the the way he shared it, I was like, oh my gosh, there's things God's doing every day with me. I'm totally, I'm just blind to it. Mm-hmm. Like God's speaking, God's moving, God's doing things, and I'm just missing it because I'm not perceptive. Yeah. And then once you once that clicks, it's like things start clicking in your spirit with each teaching and with each person the Lord leads you to and with the word of God and worship and secret place, things just start clicking. Mm-hmm. Just like in the natural, something clicks and you're like, oh, duh. It's the same way in the spiritual, the spiritual um, realm. So I think mm-hmm. things are going to click for you guys today. Mm. Amen. Amen. And next week's is going to be sweet. Yeah. Next week's is going to be, I have a note here. It says talking about, you're going to be talking about being filled with the spirit and spiritual gifts. Oh yeah. I'm going to talk about the gifts. And we're going to yeah. talk about other stuff because we always do. So yeah. Well, um, yeah, we're, we'll talk about prophecy i'll look at in in scripture but i'll also help break down how with the process i walk through in order to see how i prophesy how i pick things up Mm -hmm. the difference between prophecy word of knowledge and then you can share too jeff like how you pick stuff up because Mm -hmm. we're all not the same so i think the more you hear practically how someone how that works it's really going to help you guys yeah and we'll talk a little bit about the gift the gift of discerning of spirits, which is, yeah. uh, you know, it's going to help some people maybe not feel crazy. Uh, yes. it's going to be great. Uh, Cause I operate in that. So, um, it's going to be good, but the homework, everybody yeah. is to read acts chapter four, take some time and really chew on it, really digest it. Um, cry and, it and, out. Yeah. You can even, re- yeah. Yeah. Say it out loud. Read it out loud. Yeah. I do that. That's great. Um, even if it's under your breath. Uh, yeah. Like if your spouse is laying next to you at night, you're like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do it right in their ear. Yeah. Pray, make sure you pray the prayer though. Yeah. Or, you know, pray it each day. Oh, yeah. Pray for boldness. Pray, pray that the Lord would stretch out his hand through you in power mm. to heal. Yeah. Pray that over yourself every day. Speak that over yourself that the Lord would would do that through your own life. Mm. And he's faithful. His his word never returns void. That's right. That's right. That's a promise. Amen. That's a promise. Okay, so Kelsey, uh, you tell people how they can follow you. And then you also have an event that you're going to be at uh, here in a little bit. So you can see uh, Facebook. Follow me on Facebook. Or you can email me at marriage of the lamb ministries at gmail.com if you have like a prayer request or a testimony from today. I love hearing stories. I got one last week that was that was really, really sweet. A girl said, I never knew that I could like be in my car and pray. Like she was taught that you have to like be alone, like sitting down like a designated spot type mm. of thing to pray. And she was like, that so blessed me that I could just like talk to God anytime. So please send me your testimonies. If you saw something or heard something when we were just spending time with God, I mean, it's, I, I love to hear what people are seeing and, and all that stuff. So 
email me, follow me on Marriage of the Lamb um, Ministries on Facebook or Kelsey O'Malley on Facebook. I also have a YouTube channel. There we go. That's great, everybody. And then, of course, Kelsey's email is in the description. Kelsey, thank you so much. Oh, I can't wait pleasure. for next week. This was great. So awesome. Isn't she great, everybody? This is amazing. She's You're just oh, a very anointed to do this. Yeah. So We're still in the cloud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the thousand yard stare. So everybody have a just an amazing weekend. Be blessed. Uh, some of you guys are going to be riding that wave of the spirit for a little while longer. So you need to just like, when this ends, just lay down or yeah. pick off your shoes or something. I don't know. It's holy ground, guys. Uh, be blessed, everybody. And we'll see you then. Bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today.